Okay, I'm reading reviews for the Utah Data Center in Saratoga Springs, Utah. We've got local guide Ben Powell who says, Thanks, Bluffdale, for giving the NSA 1.7 million gallons of water a day at a deep di discount and passing the price increase on to the rest of us. 20 likes from Ben. That's a one out of five star. Um, Hunter Allen with a this facility is harming Americans in Utah specifically. Go away. N another classic. He's not a local guide, though, but another local guide um, named Kyle Tebador mentions the 1.7 million gallons of water every single day um, out of the driest state in the USA. Way to go, NSA, making yourselves out to be nothing but useless trash again. Dude, Julian Assange, of... one star. <laughs> yeah. Okay, w one comment from Emerson says Africa could use the water. Probably true, but we could also use the water here. Um, there's a how lot, would, there's, there's not a lot of it, actually. How would you get it to Africa? By using a lot of water to get it to the water. <laughs> Africa. Wow. Bad reviews. Someone did give it a five-star review from Jerry Underwood. Listen to this. Loser. Okay. Highly recommend. Marvelous state-of-the-art facility, which utilizes the latest technology to better the lives of Americans every day. For instance, if you're a senator or secretary of state and you want to set up your own server in your – okay, I see where this is going – in your basement and want to delete, quote, top secret emails, this is a wonderful place oh, to assist in go. the endeavor. <laughs> or, for instance, if you're the son of a vice president, presidential candidate, or president and you want to lose your laptop, there is no better place that will take care of your customer service needs. <laughs> Regardless of the level of challenge to the situation, management and staff are so helpful and strive to provide a second-to-none experience for all of your cybersecurity security needs thank you jerry underwood for that one Jared again that's snap. the uh <laughs> jerry is even more black pilled than i am i think he is and also um they hired two architectural firms in order to, to design this place that looks just like the worst design ever so shout out to them it looks but like hey, something from the fucking lego movie it looks it's beautiful and you wouldn't understand it it's brutalist architecture it's brutalist architecture. anyway welcome back to brigham young money we are here it's me kyle it's jordan jordan and it's greg but we also have a very special guest on our show with us today and it's anya kane anya hello hello guys thanks for having me of course how are you doing just in general how are things Things are good, you know, nice Wednesday evening here in Indianapolis and, you know, just excited to uh, keep writing stories for the rest of the week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're a senior reporter at Business Insider um, and we'll just keep going by the rest of your Twitter bio. How about that? You're an insider union member yes. and you do some podcasting as well. Yes, I am a, a member of the Brotherhood of Podcasters, just like you guys. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm more in the true crime space, right? So a little bit more murdery. Uh, I have a podcast called The Murder Sheet about restaurant murders, basically. And then about uh, restaurant murders specifically. Specifically, you thinking? Oh, there's not a lot of those, right? But unfortunately, <laughs> you're incorrect. It's uh, are we talking about restaurants murdering people, or people being murdered in restaurants, or just anything? Well, you know, it's in, some of them are you know owners murdering employees or customers, but most of them are just people being murdered in restaurants. You know, it's a very unsafe industry, fast food sometimes, and you know, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's 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 bad. This and the abuse these these folks get. And then I'll say the other one is more of me and my husband embarrassing ourselves talking about movies and shows, and that's mystery to me. So don't look at that one because you know, <laughs> okay, <laughs> bad. We are unplugging one of those podcasts. We're plugging the other one. Murder sheet yes mystery to me no no anya not. 
I need to talk to you about a, a restaurant that I used to work at years ago up Mill Creek Canyon, which is about 20 minutes outside of Salt Lake City, that is wildly haunted because of a very grisly murder that happened. There. Okay, was this the one where they the guy killed his replacement? Am no, no. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I know that was no, a this was one. a guy killing his family. Oh, Wait, gosh. the guy, the one that killed the replacement, was that the uh, Market Street Grill one? Yes. yes. Yeah, and then that he burned. He one. like tried to burn down the house. Yeah, yeah, they, it, yeah. They were. It was a yeah. It was a gay couple, right? Yeah. Yeah, they live. That couple lives like a mile from my house. Oh, like in fact, I remember. I remember the seeing the smoke from when that was on fire when that happened a few years ago. So, did they successfully kill someone in that fire? I don't know. I don't remember the exact details. I do remember somebody dying, and I don't remember. I don't remember the details of the fire. Whether it was like to to like cover up evidence or or. Just like in a, in, you know, yeah. a fit of rage, you burn your house down. I don't know. I'm not an arsonist. Yeah. I don't burn shit to the ground. It was the uh, Market Street murder is like a very nice. That really rolls off the tongue. I got to be honest. That's some good, <laughs> uh, good alliteration. Yeah. yeah, that fits a headline perfectly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have a. Let's see. Yep. So Utah's Utah restaurateur's husband pleads guilty to murder and arson. Yes. So this was in like 2017. Craig Crawford admitted that he trapped his estranged husband, well-known restaurateur John Williams, inside his home and then set it ablaze last year. Oh yes. Okay. Well, anyway. Not to add yeah, that to so this list. Is, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, yeah. So just I wish you could just Google Market Street murder, but that was unfortunately not the headline that I can see. But um, huge missed opportunity, but a very much of a gained opportunity for you and your new title of your, your episode. That's about that. So, <laughs> yep. So the reason that uh, we're having Anya on today is because we're kind of doing a follow-up to the episode that Jordan Greg did um, with MJ from I hate this town where they were all talking about the Lula rich documentary, um, which felt very near and dear to all of our hearts. And not, and it wasn't just because the, um, the quite literally the patriarch of that company was um, spouting off Book of Mormon quotes during like uh, large company meetings, which I was unf- I, I'm disappointed that documentary did not go into further depth into how Mormonism influenced their the way they ran that company, because I think that I mean, this entire state that we live in is very uh, is a very good example of of that. And I think there's a lot to talk about there. So um We'll talk a little bit about that today, but Anya was actually in that documentary. Um, how did that? How did that come about? I mean, I know you like do a lot of reporting about MLMs, um, so obviously you'd be a good person to to talk to. But you even plugged a, a very um, high profile meme while you were on uh, this documentary as well. <laughs> I did. I was. I was. <laughs> Helping the people with that NFT or whatever. Uh, That's right. Whoever yeah. owns that NFT of the Spider Men pointing at each other, boy, just up you and owe, up you to owe the moon. On your royalties at I this really, point. I, I was I was trying to get that cut, vibe, you know. <laughs> cut the fucking cut the fucking check. Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, so basically, I kind of uh, honestly stumbled into the MLM beat. Uh, there's a really talented, amazing reporter uh, at Insider. She's actually now an editor, Haley Peterson. And um, she was sort of a mentor to me 
at Insider. And one day she kind of like was like, hey, I need to call you. And I was like, okay, like, did I do something wrong? Or like, what's going on? But uh, (laughs) she rings me up and she's like, there's this crazy, you know, leggings company called LuLaRoe and people, some people are making a lot of money. Some people are losing all their money. You know, I want you to help me look stuff up about them. And I was really like, into Lexus Nexus at that point. Like I was the person in the office who was like always digging into that and like getting really, you know, not yeah. within that, like looking up LLCs and whatever. So I was like, heck yeah. Um, and then it turned out to, like, to be this whole bizarre, like Panama papers esque thing where like <laughs> things are being held like, in LLCs and like different assets yeah. are being held. And it's like, what the heck? So I didn't really know what I was getting into. Being from New York, I, I was not super familiar with MLMs. It was not necessarily a huge thing when I was growing up. At the tail end of my time in Westchester, though, Cutco came in. So people were oh, like, oh, interesting. Like, yeah. I, I, I jokingly called it the knife cult because like my sister's friends were trying to like sell us knives. I'm like, is this yeah. some sort of like Manson thing? Like what's going on? But like, why are people going door to door trying to sell knives? Like yeah, what is right. happening? Right. It's threatening. Yeah. I want some knives. <laughs> Uh, I Especially, you should you should definitely do it right around this time of year. You know, <laughs> yes, per- perfect time of year to go door to door selling knives. It's beautiful. You come out with like a knife in your hand and like, hello, <laughs> right? Got a nice mask on. Oh you know, God. it's perfect. It's, I mean, that's one marketing technique. But um, yeah, I wasn't necessarily familiar with MLMs at that point. But Lularoe sort of ca- caught me up to the trend. And yeah. um, uh, basically started out just looking at their assets and the LLCs held by this couple, uh, Mark and Deanne Stidham, and some of the allegations that were swirling around uh, regarding their lawsuit with their you know former supplier, My Dyer, and sort of all that came to a head. Um, and then from there, I was just sort of fascinated with this company. So I would get tips from sources within the company or uh, who had worked there in their home office or who had sold for them. Uh, and I just kind of, uh, you know, they're a pretty easy company to col- cover because they're posting everything constantly on social media. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they're it, holding gigantic events, paying millions of dollars for Kelly Clarkson to come do a concert or something like that. Like, geez. yeah, and, and like, they weren't was, exactly low profile as most of these aren't, honestly, like a lot of the companies like here or just it's a very like midwest western united states type thing i mean like it, it's it followed the like the amway from like the devos family or whatever or is it the devos's or is it uh the devos's like the other side of the family i don't know oh it's um, the devos family yes yeah okay yeah so the devos's like the amway thing and then just i mean they sponsor sports teams like these mlms like they don't hide <laughs> like they're not like this especially has been a thing forever. in utah especially in utah like um and yeah, California, it's big there as well. And um, yeah, so like you wrote this article back in 2019 uh, talking about how they've been linked to 31 different LLCs that have been set up in the last three years from then um, to shield their assets because they were getting sued by a ton of people, including like the majority or almost all of them were people who were their former distributors at, at one point or another. Um, and they're using... Uh, a jet, a ranch, and a world record-breaking supercar named Ruthie. Which uh, I read this article, and they're, they're just they're just weird people, like just straight up. Um, and uh, yeah, and it, it was pretty clear through that documentary, like 
And just all these people just have a baseline idea that they know that what they're doing is very pyramid scheme E. And it all really comes down to define it. It's this incredibly fine, like gray area where is the recruitment of people making people more money or the actual products that they're selling making the money. And the products are really just a vehicle, like as we all know, in order for them to make money recruiting people to buy in. So um, all of these companies are teetering on that line. It's very clear in the documentary that they knew they were teetering that line or had been well past it for quite some time. Like all these big things, these events they do where they go out on stage and they show the checks of how much people are making, which is by no means uh, unique to them. Like um, this was very popular, like in the in the mainstream, like um, headspace when uh, um, on last week tonight on HBO, that Sean or that show with um, what's his face? Can't remember his name. John right Oliver. Now. John Oliver, yeah, where he did an MLM uh, episode and like almost every company was from Utah, but they all do those exact same things. They tout, the, they bring people out on stage, show them this like million dollar bonus check that they got. And then of course it's like, well, they didn't, you know, make that million dollars by selling the product that you guys supposedly distribute this direct to consumer product. It's all about bringing people into the fold. So um, of course, to protect yourself from the inevitable lawsuits that follow, you, of course, need to be setting up as many LLCs as possible in order to hide the, that money in because it's all up for grabs <laughs> at a certain point. Like, so. is anyone have any anybody in like the Lula Rich sphere like ever watched The Sopranos? <laughs> no, because it's like it's literally <laughs> what The Sopranos do. And like if you've watched any like mob movie ever. Yeah, you put together an LLC and then you keep adding and you keep adding and you keep adding. It's money laundering, allegedly, 101. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm a very dumb person and I know that. It's a shell game, right? It's a shell game. I mean, yes. and I'm not saying that's literally what happened here, but I mean, LLCs have historically been misused. Uh, I mean, it, like if you want to put an LLC on your house because you're renting the house out to somebody, you know, that's legitimate, right? You don't want to lose. Yeah. If someone takes your house, you don't want to lose everything else, too. But yeah. um, it's usually I mean, it's oftentimes used overseas or, or even within this country in certain sort of tax havens to avoid paying taxes and avoid hiding your assets from your you know, ex during a divorce. I mean, there's all sorts of illicit uses that have not uh really been stamped yeah. out, even though there have been reforms in recent years. So right. I'm going to say this. I mean, part of part of what's so interesting to me about the the Brady-Stidham clan um, is, is the conspicuous consumption because it got them into trouble, right? People were getting pissed off because they're saying, where's my refund? You're going around in your jet to your private ranch and I am <sighs> have a bunch of moldy clothes in my closet that are stinking up the joint and I can't sell them. But, but the thing is, it MLMs are sort of that boiled down. You have to yeah. show that you are making money because then you can get other people to join. So it's actually they were doing something that was basically a playbook for MLMs. You know, yeah, you have, have to, to do that. Fancy, I'm a fancy lady now. So if you want to be like me, join join the club. Basically, what I honestly think is one of the big differences between like LuLaRoe and like every other MLM in Utah is they seem to be much more of an insular company where they didn't really branch out too much more but you see every other mlm and we're going to talk about this later they launder the credibility of teams they sponsor politicians they donate to 
uh, things that they have to do to make sure they seem more legitimate. Like Lula Road never did anything like that. I took that long list of LLCs <laughs> and I went through the disclosure documents that the state of Utah requires for donations to politicians. None of them. That was pretty much like the only MLM I found that never donated to an attorney general or to a, to a governor or to a state senator. And I honestly feel like that might be their downfall. <laughs> they, yeah. didn't buy, they didn't buy enough influence. No, not at all. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it, it, it. That is such a good point. And that's such a like weird contrast compared to like, you know, I mean, we have it in here, but like spoiler, we're going to talk about doTERRA. Um, them getting like nominated as like the international like business of the year or whatever it was. I don't remember what the specific title was, but it's like it's because they're playing the game like Lula Rich or Lula Row was just like straight up vibes. And on Instagram, they're just like, we're just partying and we're like, we're all thinking that we're just looking extremely hot. And if you want to be part of this, you're going to have to come here and also look hot, but we'll help you get hot. And uh, it's, it was nuts. Yeah. Purely vibes, no actual like buying the influence that they should be buying, but I guess good for them for just uh, staying true to their brand. We're going to fill the salt palace with women in modest sundresses, uh, yelling at some guy who's dressed as like a gangster rapper for some reason. And (laughs) right before Katy Perry comes on stage, it's perfect. We don't need to do anything else. This is, this is, this is the show right here. We made it. Wait, was that one actually here? Folks, I'm sure the concert here. here. Oh, God. Let's be honest. When Mark and Deanne discovered LLC, there's a non-zero chance they thought it stood for LuLaRoe Laundering Company. Beautiful. We love to see it. Nailed it, Greg. Allegedly. (laughs) Greg's been sitting on that one. Yeah, allegedly, of course. If you say things that's technically a felony, we should probably say allegedly at the end of it. Just to let you There you go. And, and, I mean, with this stuff, I mean – all of it's coming. You have to understand this. 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 These allegations are coming from Mark Stidham's one-time good friend, who he was in a documentary with about yeah. cars. Daniel Kang, who's of course the My Dyer CEO, and My Dyer employees, including Kang, are in this lawsuit saying, in front of us, when I was, you know, when we, I was getting into an argument with my buddy. You know, this this guy, Mark, was saying, yeah, we're going to bounce. You know, we have enough money saved away. We don't, you know, if, if, if things kind of crash, we're going to go to the Bahamas or something. And yeah. I mean, like, I mean, when you think about like, can you like, can you imagine you're at a point in your life where you like get sued by your one time like dear friend and they're like just spilling all this stuff you said in front of them? Or, or you know, maybe we could also say making stuff up about you that you said or twisting yeah. your words. I mean, like what a personal calamity like that must feel like i don't know i've that's the personal side of the story always struck me of like god that would (laughs) the whole thing is insane like with their likes with their like nephew and like the sons like everything is just like broken people but and like they're all like the depositions they all seem just like they are so miserable and then that one family member who was like also got scammed out of like 200 grand for like a fake weed farm or whatever. He seemed like just like a broken human. So it's like, and then like, of course the actual couple at the top is still pretending like everything is fine. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I mean, it's, it's so much like based on these appearances and that's exactly what you were saying is like, 
in order to make the MLM more successful, I mean, it, it has to be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you have to be faking it till you actually are like making it and you have to spend as much money as you can to create that image in order to bring in more money and more people. And it often is very successful for those people at the top. Um, like I know there's someone here who that I, that is a, it is my, um, someone it's, it's, it's like my, they're close to me in, in family through in-laws. Um, she was in that segment of, on, uh, John Oliver's show and they live an extraordinarily lavish lifestyle, um, and was used as one of the direct examples on that show of how unsuccessful the vast, vast, vast majority of the people are of like, I mean, like 80% of their distributors or whatever did not receive a check like at all, like that type of thing. Um, so, but of course they have to continue like being on Instagram, posting their like cruises that they're going on because they rented the entire ship out or whatever, that type of thing. Like it's all, it's all part of it. So we want to talk about why MLMs are so prevalent in Utah in particular, because we are seriously like the, the unofficial world capital of, of, of these type of companies, um, which of course they're called direct sales is, is how they would like to be known. Um, and per capita, we have more MLM companies than any other states. Uh, there are at least 15 in Utah County alone. We're number um, one. We're number yes. one. Yeah. Second yes. largest industry in the state behind tourism, which is amazing because we build everything around tourism. Yeah. Yeah, between yeah. what the sixteen ski resorts and the five national parks. Yeah, that's not good enough. That's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking rules. Yeah, so like, of course, examples of these are like New Skin, Young Living, Usana, Marinda, Young Li um, Unique is is one of the other ones. Uh, and I mean, I, I think us living here have all seen exactly why this type of thing succeeds. I mean. I like, I can't tell you how many times I've been approached by just like people, my own like age, just growing up, like from the, the year I graduated high school, even before I graduated high school, I had like friends who were like trying to get me to go with them and their parents to like some MLM based around like greeting cards. I remember, oh, oh okay. This one that I went to that was based around greeting cards um, because my friend was just like so desperate for me to come with. And I was like. I don't, I don't remember why I went, I just did. And I, and the guy that was presenting was like talking about how, like how great or whatever this greeting card business had been. And he's like, look how much money I've been making. These are my houses that, that he owns. And he shows us his houses that he owns. And he, he lives actually in one of the neighborhoods out close to where that NSA facility is that we opened with. Um, he, he has this house that's just in the suburb. And then he bought this the fucking house right behind it so we could have like a shared yard between these two just normal like suburban homes in utah he thought that was like a cool thing to do so he owns these two houses back to back out in just suburbia just just to have a shared backyard like that was the extent of his imagination and i will never get over how sad that was to me in that moment i was like you like didn't buy like a cabin or something or like a like it was probably a five to seven hundred thousand dollar house and he bought two of them back to back and i just so embarrassing that's some um, like dystopian <laughs> yeah. mtv crib shit i know i wonder if he still owns those he was like yeah like my office is in one and i like go back and say hi to my wife during the day and i'm like 
Damn, that's <laughs> weird. Let me walk across the yard for lunch. <laughs> I was just anyway. So the type of people that are into this into this thing. Um, but like you know, as I mentioned, growing up, like so many, we saw like I saw this in, in my neighborhoods. I'm sure you guys did did too in the neighborhoods that you grew up in. Um, we all grew up in Mormon families as well, and that's like. There's like, I don't know, uh, a lot of people cross a lot of lines um, for, for the people that, that are Mormon and into their whole neighborhood situation and not into MLMs. It breaks a lot of relationships because there are people who like are so desperate to try to get people into their downlines that like it, it like they're talking about it at church often. And like what the fuck, of, Melanie, <laughs> yeah, some people are into that. Some people are very much not into that. Um, and just um, in general, like we have a problem here with just like materialism and the due to how like tight knit a lot of these communities are, it's very like keeping up with the Joneses quite literally. And it's like most extreme sense on a lot of the time. But I mean, yeah. have how many of you have that actually had to cut off people who were trying to sell you like MLMs or something like friends or family or anything like that? Yes. I've had to do it a few times yeah. just because like someone's like, especially if like someone just comes out of the blue on Facebook or something like that, or back in the, like MySpace and just be like, Hey man, what you been up to? I, I want to meet up with you really quick and see what you're doing. It's like, all right, that's cool. You know, reconnecting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, so anyway, I'm in this vitamin business. It's like, Oh, Okay. I've never had to cut anyone off, but I've definitely had to be like very stern and be like, you know, you're nice. I remember you from high school. I'm not interested like at all. I don't enjoy putting sawdust in my body. So I'm (laughs) going to say no to your vitamins. Yeah. It really transactionalizes relationships. I mean, like that, like that's just more than it, more than we already have to deal with here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, it kind of poisons things. And, and, and it's like the, you know, everything becomes just a capitalist sort of exchange of like, OK, now you're basically a mark, you know, um, yeah. even if you're close to somebody. And I mean, I talk to folks from LuLaRoe who that really damaged their relationships and uh caused fractures that wouldn't have happened otherwise had they not sort of been treating people in their lives as somebody to join their downline, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really heartbreaking. And it's really like, there's like an extra like added pressure here because Utah is uniquely insular and homogenized. And so it's like, you, it's not like you're going to just like avoid these people. You're going to see them at church. You're going to see them at the grocery store. Your kids go to school together. Your kids play together. Like when you're, when you're packed into such a small area and everyone has the same interest and everyone is part of like the same things, then like you, it's, it's almost like a way of maintaining those relationships. It's like, yeah, yeah sure. I'll buy your nail polish. So like, you know, we can remain friends. Yeah. And like, yeah, my yeah parents, we don't have to have yeah. those like awkward uh, interactions at the little league baseball field. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, just growing up, I remember how many times my, like I would hear my parents complaining about like people bugging them, their, their friends or like my, my friend's parents bugging my parents about it. And it's just like, yeah, it turns like, as you were saying, Anya, like those, those relationships becoming so transactional more than just kind of like the baseline that we already have in this country. Cause a lot of people, whether they're involved in MLM or not already, 
see so much of like a social ladder and all their normal interactions anyway, but for that to be quite literally like capitalized on in, in its most like pure form it's just it yeah it takes it to an entire new like naked level and it's 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 insane but like utah in particular like one of the reasons obviously it's it's so high is because we have such little government intervention of uh, any about anything regarding business and we're like as we're going to get to um when our governor was doing his sponsored post for uh doTERRA he was like in the actual press conference for the whole thing he was essentially just touting how they they never shut up about how like business friendly utah is and how like the, like we have the fastest growing economy and all this stuff like regardless of the fact i mean probably very much uh related also to the fact that we have like the most overpriced market for housing in this country next to like boise right now um that's not really ever brought up around this type of thing anyway, but no. uh, yeah, so it's it makes it it's like super easy for Utahns or people that move to Utah to start these businesses to like become something here and then grow exponentially here and then get touted as being such a successful business and such a great example of Utah's entrepreneurial spirit as we hear about yeah. quite often. It's very it, nice. It also got to the point too where like, there used to be pyramid scheme laws on Utah's books, but in 2004 or so, they scrapped all of them, essentially. Just be like, yeah, we, we haven't been enforcing them anyway, but we're going to just take yeah. any sort of enforcement mechanism out of here and just allow like for this uh, direct selling amendment to go through just because uh, our attorney general, who may or may not have gotten hundreds of thousands of dollars through campaign contributions from USANA or any of these other ones to allow just that have the enforcement mechanism just not exist anymore. Yeah, like, the laws do what you want. No they have no teeth. Yeah. I mean, and, and frankly, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a Utah thing, but it's becoming a national thing. There's a, yeah. there's a caucus, a bipartisan caucus, right? Democrats and Republicans. I think all four representatives from Utah are, are in this. <laughs> of course <laughs> they um, are. Yeah, I mean, all four representatives. <laughs> yep. All four representatives plus Mike Lee is in the Senate, but not to mention that Mitt Romney's very friendly with MLMs too. So don't worry oh. about that. He's got their back as well. Um, what was old uh, Jason Chaffetz? I, I don't Chaffetz, know. Yeah. Jason, Jason Chaffetz oh my God. <laughs> started out as a spokesperson for new skin. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. 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 I mean, I shouldn't be surprised at all, but like, it's just, of, of course, of course yeah. he did. But I, I mean, yeah, there's a reason like Utah also is like, uh, there's a reason those like children torture schools like that Paris Hilton went to are in Utah. Like we do not care about like, if you form a business, you can just do whatever regulation. you want. <laughs> you can do anything. It's incredible. No, I mean, yeah, it's an incredible place. I'll, I'll Utah. Utah really has become a case study in like what a libertarian utopia would be like. Lots of MLMs. <laughs> M MLMs yeah. fucking, uh, yeah, torture rehab centers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but don't worry, though. We're too moral to have gambling here. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, That's we ha and we can't sell liquor on Sundays. It's, it's, yeah, it's if the libertarian utopia was also, uh, was also it's like a libertarian very, run by the Quakers. Yeah, it's adherent to, to Mormon 
rules and the word of wisdom. Well, yes. I'll, I'll say also this about Mormons, and I'm I'm speaking completely as an outsider, and Please. I'm I'm a New Yorker uh, who lives in Indiana. Our favorite type now. of people. There you go. That's I, right. I was I'm I'm a Catholic, so I. Just an outside perspective, but there's such an intense focus, it feels like, in LDS on evangelism, you know, which is not, I don't think, inherently a bad thing necessarily. But, um, you know, it's, it's, and it sort of primes people to be able to go pitch stuff basically uh, to strangers or to people, you know, like, and and kind of get out there. And it, it really puts such an emphasis on that. And like with my, with my culture, I mean, if someone's coming and pitching something to me, I'm instantly suspicious. I, 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 totally. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, the other day I was at Costco and the, the, one of the managers tried to upsell me and my husband on, uh, you know, the executive membership. And we were like, get the fuck away from me. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. Like, I do not want you to be selling anything to me. I'm instantly like, what are you, what con are you pulling? Even though, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty reasonable pitch. But yeah. in, in Utah, I think people are maybe, they have their defenses down when it comes to that because you see someone pitching you on anything and you're like, well, you know, this is something I've seen before and is a, a good thing. So I shouldn't yeah. be suspicious. I should hear them out, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it preys on community. Like, that's the problem. Like, we have tight knit little subcultures here. I mean, that's what like a ward is. Like, you have the same hundred people inside the ward house that you know. The person down the street is also like your religious leader because we have lay 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 clergy so it's not necessarily like a theologian that's leading it it's just like the guy who runs a tire shop around the corner so that also makes it way more susceptible to mlms because like the person who administers to you on sunday can also be the person who's trying to sell you like usana like nutritional stuff on Mm -hmm. monday or tuesday yeah, I mean, I said in in episode one of this series that there's like a real MLM element to the Mormon church, especially when it comes to, to missionary work, you know, and the idea ultimately and one of the big reasons why the church has a hundred billion dollar endowment is because of the 10% tithing and you send missionaries out into the field and they go out and they get five to 10 more people. And then those people, those people's children become uh, missionaries and they go out and get five to 10 more. And then you've got all of these people who are now paying into the system and it's grown this incredible amount of wealth. I mean, the Mormon church per capita is the wealthiest church in the world. Oh, yeah, and they got bank. And they on top of that, too, if you ever so talk to money. and if you ever talk to anyone who's gone on a mission or anything like that, too, they use those like they still talk about like making numbers and things like that. Like it's sales. Yes. Like, it's like, yep. yeah, you had quotas. You got to hit your quota. If you're not baptizing at least six people a month, you're a failure. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Yeah. yeah you you got to get those numbers yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> they, all start like, do, they all start doing the chest pumping thing uh, every morning during no, scripture I study. I can't. I can't picture that right now. I'm going to die. I mean, there's, um, I mean, come on. There's, there's got to be like a perfect Mormon missionary to Wolf of Wall Street pipeline. Oh, I'm sure there are just because like you have a bunch of people who go directly from the mission field to like go sell alarms in like Eastern cities or go sell MLMs places like pest control. Yeah. Pest control. And, yes. And so many of those are also very like you bring you recruit people, you bring them in and then now you make some money of like their <laughs> sales. It's it's. Yeah, that, that thing is so prevalent here. And also just like in general, like the belief in kind of like the prosperity doctrine and that like. Like you get rich 
because you are blessed. Like, but if you're blessed, then you make money. And if you're making money, that means God is favoring you. And that means that like you're living right. Like there's like a big thing like that too, where if you're not being successful, then maybe you don't have like your life, right? Like maybe you're not doing certain things. Right. And I, and that's prevalent in the Mormon culture, but as we see like in that documentary and throughout like anyone that falls victim to these type of things, that's like a very prevalent mindset just in general of people feeling like they were failures because they couldn't, like rope more people who were unwitting like into their little sphere of influence. Yeah, um, it's, that's it's that's how yeah. tithing is pitched. Yeah, yeah I know. I like, know. If, yeah, if you are not paying ten percent of your income, then you are skimping on the blessings that God and Jesus can bestow upon you. That's literally what I was taught as a child. It's yeah. Beautiful. Like Utah going, is growing up in the church. Yeah, Utah is the perfect storm of like. Oh, sorry. Oh no. Um, yeah, Utah is the perfect storm of like Calvinism merged with prosperity gospel to yes. make like this like grind mindset that just destroys people eventually. Yeah, it, I'm going to say, though, like, it, it, I mean, one of my nerdy obsessions is Jamestown, uh, the colony, the first uh, yeah. English colony in, in um, mm-hmm. North America. And like some of the language doesn't doesn't sound that unfamiliar to i think modern day people because like you know everyone will be getting sick and dying right and then you know some guy in england will like write a pamphlet being like they're all just lazy they don't want to work like and it's a girl dying of like you know malaria or something and and it's sort of like it's it's an inherently american kind of capitalist mode to be in where it's like you're poor it's your fault you suck and 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 prey on that you know and 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 take it to a kind of the nth degree essentially and like you yeah know, yeah you know I, like, yeah. it's it's not really uh, it's not really biased necessarily to say that they are predatory i mean just because something is not necessarily against the law does not mean that it is morally or ethically good or a good business and unfortunately things like personal finance are not taught in this country so a lot of people are really susceptible to this siren song but i mean you know, it, it, you end up on the rocks in terms of your finances in your life oftentimes, you know, and it's it's just it's it's crazy. It's just taking this kind of American character and almost taking it to a to a just an insane new place. It really boils yeah. it down to its essence, I think. It totally. Yeah, it's a perfect segue into like, Greg, I know you had some thoughts about like MLMs being like a very pure form of the conservative ideology both in economics and culture. Or that is was that, Jordan. Is, is that Jor- those are Jordan's thoughts. He's smarter than I am. Sorry, <laughs> right. both of you. I think. I, can, said, yeah. I mean, it's nothing I haven't said in the first episode, but I mean, it's the perfect example of you have to work hard enough or else you're just not entitled to it. Like, and you heard it a lot in like Lula Rich too. Like if you don't want it, then you're not going to do it. That's it. Yeah. You, you don't want to be rich. That's why you're not selling enough. Like you, doesn't matter if there's like 20 different distributors within like your five mile radius. It's because you suck, not because the product sucks. And, and that's yeah. what it kind of boils down to. It just becomes like Alec Baldwin's speech from Glengarry Glenn Ross, where he's just like, the leads you, are weak. You're play weak. with your kids. You're laughing now. You've got leads. Mitch and Murray paid good money. Get their names to sell them. You can't close the leads you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it because you are going out. <laughs> yeah. And that's the part that just pains me the most is because, I mean, like you can – it's it's like in a documentary like that, it obviously brings like those people forward. But there are so many people that are just like 
you know, the way that they were talked to directly in, in, in that company in LuLaRoe, it's like, it is exactly that. Like you're not doing things like you don't have your life in order. You don't have the right balance, like struck, like maybe like you, you just aren't committed enough. Like I'm starting to doubt their commit, their commitment to sparkle motion, quite honestly. And they just, it just, if it sucks, that made me feel so bad. Like just watching like the, so fucking how hard they were on themselves. Yeah. It, it is, it sucks. I hate it so much. And Especially yeah. when you pitch the company as like, you can be a mom and you can work part time and make full time money. And then to flip it on the other side and be like, no, you're just obviously not putting in the, like the, the number of hours needed to be successful. You're just lazy. Yeah. Like it's, it's just so inherently dishonest and predatory that like, I mean, I was watching that and I said in the first episode and I'll say it again, watching Lula Rich is the closest I've ever come to being a Maoist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I think it's radicalizing yeah. a lot of people, honestly. I mean, just in terms I mean, because people are seeing it on its face for what it is for the for, you know, there's there's always been people who have gotten screwed over by MLMs. But I think with stuff like Lula Rich coming out and people talking about scams more and more people are seeing that just because something's not necessarily does not meet the legal definition of a pyramid scheme that does not mean it is morally uh good and and what yeah and i i also feel like i don't know just, just there's so much anger that you see like you know if you go on anti-mlm reddit right people are like yeah aging and it's because I yeah, think people have their lives destroyed yeah it's 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 like a social disease almost and you end up bankrupt and isn't it odd that always the solution is always spend more money with the mlm if you're not doing well mm -hmm. you know it's never maybe you should just quit because maybe it's not a good time for you it's always well you got to spend more hours you got to spend more money you got to get more downline it's never you got to throw more throw more parties like you, yeah. you see this this woman who has kids and a husband she has three kids and she's throwing 20 parties a week like what are you doing what's your like excuse? that yeah. type of thing yeah even a casino will cut you off at a certain point it's like no you gotta <laughs> exactly. go man <laughs> Yeah. A drug dealer will cut you off at a certain point. You That's know? right. It's like, all right, it's time. Yeah. I, I had yeah. this recurring thought when I was watching Lula Rich, and I was just like, it really makes me sad that Bernie Madoff died before he had the chance to watch this because I would love to get his thoughts because I, I, I was watching it and I was like, there's not a whole lot of difference between Mark and what Mark and Deanne are doing and uh, allegedly and what Bernie Madoff did. Yeah. And it would have been fascinating to get his, his opinions on things. I have tea. I have tea on this. So Please. Ooh. I, I think I told the documentarians, but they understandably had a lot to cut out because otherwise it would be, you know, a five year documentary. So yeah. We, yeah. yeah. I still would have watched. I, yeah. Um, so basically, um, one of Mark's Stidham's initial LLCs was for a company called Chino Homes LLC based in California. And the uh, co-person, co-signer, uh, another officer on the form was a fellow named, um, I think it was Aldo Bacala. It, it was uh, something like that. He went to jail uh, for a very long time for doing Ponzi schemes. He's actually sent to jail by then prosecutor Kamala Harris, now our VP. So, oh, interesting. Weird. 
But I mean, I, I was never able to find out more information about how Stidham knew Aldo or like what was going on there. But I just thought that was, I mean, he could have just been, he was like the, a, a normal, you know, like a registered agent where he's just kind of stamping everybody and he's on a billion yeah. LLCs. But I just think that's so fascinating. That's an interesting connection. That is oh. very interesting. Yeah. yeah. There is a, actually, when now we're talking about pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes and all that, there's a funny thing between MLMs and pyramid schemes are in a classic pyramid scheme, on average, 10% of the people still make money off of it. In an MLM, yeah. that's nowhere near the amount. So yeah. despite the fact that it's not technically a pyramid scheme, it's somehow even more it predatory. Might. Yeah. Yeah. How do you make well a fucking worse. Ponzi scheme even worse? Um, yeah. Easy. You give How is that a lot a thing? of. Uh, easy. You buy off a lot of Western attorney generals it's or attorneys general, so, I should say. It's just so cursed. Well, I think that's a good a good spot to bring us to. Like one of the more recent developments in, in what happened um, is that just like randomly the other day through our official government governor channels. Spencer Cox took to Twitter and Instagram to post some very nice product images of doTERRA's um, like safety kits or whatever. Um, uh, on which guard are trademark. Thank you. Which, by the way, in the post for for Governor Cox, he put the trademark symbol inside of his post, which was just the most like, like wow, perfect. Yeah. DoTerra, DoTerra literally sent them the copy to put in the post. Like yeah. anytime, like you can just tell when that happens. And he literally just took the exact whoever runs his social media just took exactly that copy and put it on the Instagram post. And then and it, of course, this came from the official government accounts, not like his personal account that he uses to be all wacky on Twitter and be fun, fun guy with. Ugh, we love um, Joe Ingles, don't we, folks? That's right. He loves jazz basketball and we love him for it. It's awesome. It's so cool. He's just like one of us. Um, so, Anya, you wrote an article about this. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about like what you wrote about and just generally your thoughts about this? Because to my knowledge, I'm ne- I haven't seen a, uh, a governor or someone in that like level of government just as, as do an official like spokesperson job for a company like that before. It was really bizarre and frankly, like a little embarrassing because it, it he almost was subservient to <laughs> a little <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> we're very embarrassed. We are very embarrassed. I, I just of our big boy governor. He's, he's he was he was really selling it and and what was I mean the, I resent you guys for sending me that video of of the actual press conference and that was just so oh, it's so much worse. It's so fucking cringy. Like, it's why worse. does that woman sound like she's about to cry? First of all, and why are they talking about high school? It just goes off the rails but anyways so from it's um, so perfectly utah though that's yeah we, that we've known each other that, like, we're homogenized community town. yes yeah. we're both from a small town we like i like she she or i know his like sister and like he's a few years younger than me and then he gets up and he's like i'm a few years younger but i probably don't look it like she looks great she's just she is zapped up in the face like as much as a human could be it's skin crawl like it was like um, just so, to give a little context to all of it, too, they were talking about North Sampete High School, which is the high school my mother went to. Um, it's in the county oh. of like 4,000 people. So you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt because there's not a whole lot of people from Fairview or Mount Pleasant. So, you know, yeah. you just kind of got to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can only fit so many people at like Diamond Fork Hot Springs. Yeah, exactly. Um 
So basically, yeah, they, they do this press conference and he, the way I saw it was uh, people on the MLM discourse space were tweeting about it. And I sort of just looked into it and I thought it was fascinating that doTERRA donated, um, of course, doTERRA is an essential oils MLM. Yes, Um, yes, yes. So that kind of crosses into a whole new level because, I mean, in fairness to LuLaRoe, they never claimed that their leggings would cure cancer or do anything, you know, to prevent COVID. Uh, But in this case, yeah, you have the health, you have the health aspect and the FTC literally told them to stop uh, posting. Making claims. Making claims about their peppermint oil stopping COVID. So kind of a new level and and to see a governor kind of come up and I thought that was kind of unprecedented. I mean, you guys have identified, you know, that politicians are often on board with these things, but it's usually much more dignified kind of like we're going to we're going to just kind of like acknowledge that you're doing this and, and, and whatnot. But this was literally like, come on and like, hey, kids, grab your, uh, you know, wipes your, and go nuts. Your single, your single wipe that you might receive. So yeah, like <laughs> this, this whole thing was predicated on doTERRA donating 1 million wipes. And I, I'm pretty sure these are individual wipes that they are donating, sanitary wipes that they've developed that contain many of their essential oils and like a bunch of like uh, alcohol, I guess. And then uh, again, one million wipes. There are nearly seven hundred thousand K through twelve students in Utah. Um, so this big stunt to say that they're giving an individual wipe to each student to help fight <laughs> COVID. This was about fighting COVID, and I cannot emphasize how just embarrassing all of it is. Was and for this to be a big focal point in this incredible moment in Utah business and this incredible act of selflessness from doTERRA to donate 1.15 wipes to every single student in the, in this, in this state to fight against a deadly pandemic that is airborne. I just cannot even believe that is something that happened. And now that we're even talking about it, it's all rushing back to me that that just feels like a full fever dream that that took place. That seems like something that we would have made up as a potential scenario like two months ago. And here we go. So there's a couple of things about that that really rubbed me the wrong way. First off, my wife is a public school teacher. She, I love her dearly. Um, She said to me after she saw this, she was like, I don't know what they're going to do with that because for one... (laughs) I use probably six wipes per student every week. It's like, fuck, man. Thanks. You covered like one fourth of what I can do in a week for like one student. Awesome. Hooray. Thank you. You get one class. And the funny thing is, too, they talk about how like the the retail cost of all this was $700,000. That is, that was literally the retail cost. They didn't even give them like the wholesale cost of what these cost. Because you can go onto their webpage too, and they have them in stacks of 20. Like they sell them in packs of 20, and there's 10.53 for like a wholesale cost if you buy them at wholesale. But if you buy them like one alone, it's like 14.99. And if you do 14.99 times 20,000 to get to, or times 50,000 to get to a million wipes, you get $700,000. So it's, it's, it is literally individual wipes, right? Like we're not talking packages here. Who knows? I don't know what they're going to do with it. This whole thing seems like really ill thought out because of course of all too, you're just having alcohol wipes with a bunch of like, like 
essential oils just poured on them too. So who knows? You're probably just going to give a bunch of kids migraines and asthma attacks, which is always a great <laughs> idea. Um, but yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah like you're going to like, can you imagine that? Like you've got like a bunch of wipes with like tea tree oil and eucalyptus and lavender and all this other bullshit. And like <laughs> your classroom is going to smell like the shittiest Sephora of all time. <laughs> And we love it. Like, They're going to have so much fun. You're just going to feel like someone just drove a truck right through a Sensi store or something. <laughs> exactly. Ah. It's going to yeah. smell like the, like, just like the most garbage mall cologne store imaginable. Oh. Yeah. So, so Anya, in your article, you point out like that, that doTERRA made a donation of $10,200 to Spencer Cox in, in 2020 for his um, bid to become governor, in which, of course, he successfully did. Um, and, uh, <laughs> governor Cox, um, he was of course the Lieutenant governor for governor Herbert for all those years. Um, but in 2016, governor Herbert, of course, who was before Cox, he, he, he presented the world trade association of Utah was, is what I was referencing earlier and where they were doTERRA was recognized as the international company of the year. Um, and they were an annual donor to the governor's gala for the last few years, which of course is like, this is the type of thing that LuLaRoe was not doing. Like they were not making these type of inroads with politicians, which is how you stay in the safety zone, um, in a lot of cases, because, uh, clearly they've got this figured out and there's a reason that they're doing this type of thing because, and as you mentioned, Anya, like we haven't talked sp about specific types of products that these MLMs are, are generally selling aside from like the leggings, but because it's immaterial, quite honestly. And they, they I mean, that's not where the money's made. Um, that's what they'd like to say. That's, that's just the thing that's stopping them from becoming a six uh, pyramid scheme in which people might make more money actually. But as Jordan pointed out, um, <laughs> but essential oils in particular are like a huge thing here. Um, and I, and I, I'm curious what you've noticed and seen, like, I, I know you're on this, obviously on this beat and you pay attention to things like the subreddit, but like the claims about essential oils in particular, I'm curious if you could just walk us through, through some of those that have, that have taken place, just not necessarily just about doTERRA, but just in general, the types of trouble that they've gotten in for those type of claims. Oh yeah, definitely. And there's, there's been a lot. And I, I'll just, before I start though, I'll note that doTERRA is interesting also to me because Young Living sued them because they're like, you stole our idea and our clients and, and whatnot. So kind of controversial within the MLM world. Yeah. They have like an MLM enemy. They got beef. Now a judge ruled in favor of doTERRA, not Young Living. So make about what you will, but yeah, bit of a bit of a fight there. Um, with essential oils, yeah, it kind of gets into a sort of a new level of, um, you know, kind of controversy, what, what may have you. I mean, a lot of people feel like young, uh, like essential oils basically help them with their health. And that's yeah. not proven by medicine. A lot of people feel ill used by medicine in the United States, maybe understandably so. So I guess, you know, it's one thing to have a placebo work for you, but it's another thing when a company is literally telling you that, um, you know, this might really help you with all of these uh, ailments you're having and people are, are buying it. Um, and I think most of the time they're kind of more careful, at least on like in public to not say anything like We're, yeah. this is going to cure your cancer. But once you get yeah. into the conferences and once you get into sort of like people kind of acting crazy on social media, then you can kind of peel back the layer of what they're actually seeming to promise. And that's sort of the heart of that lawsuit that you may have seen. Um, in the article mentioned where uh, basically a Midwestern doTERRA uh, seller uh, took so much 
extract from them that she says that it actually made her liver shut down and she needed a transplant. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, like pretty fucking dramatic in terms of uh, what these, some of these products can potentially do to you, allegedly, if if uh, yeah. if not used, you know. I mean, and it, and it's sort of um, it's sad because like a lot of these people probably do have legitimate health issues that they're they want. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, but like a nice smelling oil. Now I'm embarrassed, okay, because I actually have fresh thyme essential oils in my house, not for health. I just like the way the pepper. Oh, I do. Too. Yeah, I have like yeah. They like I have like good. a diffuser as well. I, yeah, yeah, I honestly like tea tree. I think it smells nice. Yeah, but like I'm not also in a classroom with <laughs> a bunch of other people who it could annoy very badly. And I also don't think it's gonna um, cure any of my ailments. And using that as I mean, and it's also even worse in this country when we have such like a broken healthcare system, mm-hmm. and like people are probably very often looking for answers that aren't going to cost them a ton of money or, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it costs a, yeah, lot, a lot less for, like, a vial of doTERRA than it is to actually go see a doctor. So Yeah, 100%. But at the, but at the same point, too, it costs a lot less to just buy essential oils from, like, Target or Amazon <laughs> than it is to buy it from doTERRA, which is insanely, <laughs> like, inflated. But also on top of that, too, like doTERRA makes consumables like they make like tablets to take and they make like on that platter that governor cox had like they had like the uh, like the um what do you call it the on guard tablets to take and they also had the essential oil there too and there's also instructions on doTERRA's website to take like a certain amount of essential oil to ingest to actually like boost your immune system. It's like two or three drops inside of a glass of water and that'll do you fine. I'm like, and you look at the ingredients there too. It's like, I could never take that because my <sighs> gag, it, it would just hit my, the back of my throat and I would just vomit. Cause it's just like cinnamon, eucalyptus, orange peel, and a few other stuff in there too. And that just doesn't seem like that would be a good cocktail for anything. But apparently if you take two or three jobs of that, it'll make you feel better. Who knows? And yeah, it's, it is intense. It is bad. Yeah. The protecting throat drops that they're making as well. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's very good. It's like bad (laughs) thing. Sorry. (laughs) We've broken you. I can't even talk. (laughs) I I can talk because I'm just just speaking in tongues right now because I'm so fucking mad. Oh, you do this every time. You, oh, you, oh, God, choking on my own rage here. So yeah, so DoTerra in particular, um, they've got they've got nine million quote wellness advocates. That's what they call their uh, distributors, I, I guess. And um, it they're sold in eighteen international markets. Like these, like when we were talking earlier about how successful these companies are, it's like in our biggest industries. Like it's 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 above tourism by a very large margin because, um, like if you ever like, all of these companies have their international like conference here or whatever, and they'll have a big like week, and people are flying in from all over. A ton of people like from um, like Asia as well like will be here, and it's like it's a very international thing where it's just it's 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 hard to overstate how big like these companies are at the moment um yeah sorry Jordan. and also just to kind of bring it back to how international it is along with like utah <laughs> politics as well one of the people who helped open up the chinese market to mlms is our former governor john huntsman who um was also ambassador to china as well so you're seeing this oh. like yeah 
you're seeing this go global just from like a Utah political sphere, just because of like the connections. I see Don, everyone. And Anya, thank you for covering this because honestly you covered it way more than Utah media ever did. Yeah. Um, They won't touch it. And that has nothing to do with the fact that like, say Paul Huntsman sits on the board of the Salt Lake Tribune or that the LDS church owns a Deseret news or would never touch one of their cash cows in any, at any stretch. So like, for things like this, we have to depend on national news because the local news will never touch it. And I, I would say to that, and, and and that's, I mean, I think that's a that's a decent point where sometimes there can be blind spots in, in local coverage or regional coverage. But I mean, like the people who are getting screwed over by these companies are Utahns. You know, like you know, you like, yeah. I mean, it's not it's it's not a, it's not me as an, an outsider or someone from New York who's like, haha, you know, like look what's going on over there. It's like they should be concerned about, I mean, Cox should be concerned about his own constituents getting led astray by these companies. I mean, it, like, wh- where is the concern for the, the you know, low-level downline person who's going to yeah. lose their house and get a divorce because of all this nonsense? I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. They're just leaving yeah, them out there's dry. never any of that. Yeah. Well, the good news is we have a very strong political environment that will definitely look into their realms. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is I went insane researching doTERRA this week like i went through like state disclosures and everything like that they've contributed about ninety thousand dollars like the last five years and you can pretty much cut into a third one third went to the state attorney general one third went to the governor's office uh, both herbert and cox and then one third went to state senators especially like the republican senate committee caucus which is pretty much just like the the political action committee for um John Stewart Adams, who was the president of the Senate, and then like a bunch of like individual senators from there. So you have this environment where they're making sure that anyone who could ever do any sort of like reforms to this will never do it. And it's it's just the most cynical system possible. Oh my God. Can you I guys know. give me a minute? I gotta go apply my Joker makeup. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's going to be heavily needed. But yeah. Um, and to circle back to some of like their claims, like Anya mentioned, like the, like the, um, the just general health, but like indigestion, skin, immune system, like clean, just cleanse, like overall cleansing. Like that's a word that a lot of them uh, like to use. And um, this part is going to be, uh, there's just way too many through lines here that we could chase, but Quote, offers resources and tools to sourcing communities and charitable organizations to raise self-reliance, increase access to health care, promote education, advance sanitation, and fight against human trafficking. Um, that's like part of doTERRA's uh, local mission there. And that last part, fighting human trafficking, I think those that listen to this and are familiar with any type of uh, controversy surrounding Operation Underground Railroad would have that would have immediately rung a bell. It's just uh, we got to. We have a multi, we have like a seven layer bean dip of just scams running here. Kyle, Um, are you talking about the doTERRA uh, essential oil flavor called Hope, which is supposed to be given to trafficking victims that included like a number for Operation Underground Railroad? Oh my God. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. They outfitted like their groups to like. Oh, okay. Because there's right. this other this part of doTERRA. This is the worst fucking Brigham Young Money crossover episode ever. <laughs> because the there fuck? is this there is this organization that's like the the charitable giving one for doTERRA that's called the Helping Hands or something like that. And 
they made all these flavors to be given to like trafficking victims. And underneath the label is the number for Operation Underground Railroad, which how is that supposed to help? I don't know, because unless they're like operating in the area at that time, I don't think it's really going to help. Um, but also they have the logic was like, well, they'll have it because if it smells good, they'll never take it away from them, which makes no sense whatsoever. Whatever. It's an insane concept. And honestly, like I never got it, but reading that just melted my brain for like a good day, which is why I still haven't got our old episodes out yet. So I need to go for a walk. I, that is, that is incredible. <laughs> I, I did not know that. And I, I thought I was going to bring up the fact that they, I think give out red pajamas to their top sellers, but that is significantly, significantly oh. more cursed. That's the most cursed thing I've ever heard about an MLM. That is horrendous. Why? Why? Guys, I quit smoking about a decade ago, and I'm going to go to 7-Eleven after this and buy Tonight. like four packs of American spirits. That Don't is worry. like all I, I can say is, Jordan, congratulations for completely turning me into a nihilist. Good news. I put a link in the uh, chat for all of you to look at. This, this, is, this is worse than any article you have ever posted in our Slack There's channel. There's been like barely in, any reporting about Operation Underground Railroad until like, um, was it those those uh, couple reporters in Vice? Is that is that yeah, what it was? Vice News kind of did the most of the work Vice on trying doing, to find a lot of their stuff. We can't get, no one locally will report on any, on any of this stuff. <laughs> because, I mean, again, with Operation Underground Railroad, they're just as much if not more intertwined with our uh, local government as well. So, um, I, Oh my God, I forgot about one thing too. Um, a lot of donations to Operation Underground Railroad were funneled through doTERRA to buy police departments across the country, a bunch of technology and dogs and things like that too. There is so much of this company that you just like start scratching the surface. You find everything and then you just go insane. What about if I told you the LUR director of corporate partnerships is Doug Osmond? So they've got an Osmond in the family as well. That sounds so about right. even better. This is oh, incredible. Hell yes. Utah. Of course it is. How? What's the like logistically? Were they planning on like how do how do these victims get the hope? I I, I okay. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to not sleep tonight because of this. But Don't thank you. think Jordan. about it. Thank you for not telling me about this beforehand. I'm so excited to tell my uh, my parents or my my in-laws about this because yeah. uh, spoiler alert for for Anya, my uh, my wife actually grew up with Tim Ballard. Yes, we love Operation and, Underground Railroad. And, uh, apparently, the in-laws and the families were very close because again, homogenized Mormon communities. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, so just to continue on with like some of like the um, some of the like light trouble they've gotten in DoTerra in particular for the, for this type of thing. In 2014, the FDA sent a letter that said your consultants promote your above mentioned DoTerra essential oil products for conditions including but not limited to viral infections, including Ebola. Bacterial infections, cancer, brain injury, autism, endometriosis, Graves' disease, Alzheimer's disease, tumor reduction, ADD, ADHD, and other conditions that are not amenable to self-diagnosis and treatment by individuals who are not medical practitioners. Moreover, your consultants redirect consumers to your website, doTERRA.com, to register as a customer or member, i.e. consultant, and to purchase your doTERRA essential oil products. 
<clears throat> in 2020, the FTC ordered doTERRA to stop promoting its oils as COVID-19 cures. 2020 FTC warning said this is to inform all of us that pH for coronavirus varies from 5.5 to 8.5. All we need to do to beat coronavirus, we need to take more alkaline foods that are above the pH levels of the virus, some of which are lemon, lime, tangerine, orange, hashtag COVID, hashtag doTERRA, hashtag doTERRA, pH, doTERRA, philippines. The text accompanied an image of a lemon, lime, tangerine, wild orange, and ginger doTERRA brand essential oil bottles. So that's great. Uh, do you guys remember yeah. that scene in Punch Drunk Love where Philip Seymour Hoffman is on the phone and he just screams at Adam Sandler to shut the fuck up? Yes. That's exactly how I felt when you were reading that. It's a good movie. I love um, you. I love you very much, Kyle. Ooh, I don't know how to react fine. with that other than to just scream, shut the fuck up. This might be that the most, like, most episode, which is amazing. thing I know. I think I've, it is. Jordan. I've ever heard in my life, and we okay. run a dystopian podcast. But but can, we will continue. Jordan, tell us about the Hurricane Harvey thing real quick. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So their Helping Hands thing was supposed to uh, the same the same organization, the, the charitable part that was supposed to that did like the the Hope Oil to Operation Underground Railroad and all that. We covered that. Well, during Hurricane Harvey, they put together sanitation kits for for people who were relocated due to the hurricane. Um, the only problem is they didn't send them out for a very long time. And um, also, they made sure that people who were their uh, wellness advisors or whatever they call them, the distributors essentially, um, fronted all the cost for it. So they could get the... So they could get the actual financial whirlwind from actually having the, the, the donations over. So none of the people who donated to, to donate their money to doTERRA, the company got to get the tax, uh, got to get the tax, uh, um, right right came in. Hi, cricket. Um, got a kitty in the house. Come here, you. Oh, that's so cute. So, yeah, none of the people who uh, donated to the company were able to get any sort of like tax write off, but doTERRA certainly did. And then just took forever to send out the kits, which were like a bunch of like a uh, little uh, wipes, like wipes and also like essential oils, because that's what you really wanted after like you lose your home. It's like, sweet. At least I'm going to smell like a tree. That's beautiful. You can um, actually, you know what, you know what you do after your basement's been flooded. If you've ever had basement flooding smell, what you need is just like half a million of those little vials and you just open them up and you just put them on the carpet and it will mask the basement flooding smell and you'll be home free. Yes. That's all you need. You don't need to tear out uh, any of the drywall, any of the, the carpet, you know, so Thank you, doTERRA. This is heroic. Yeah, there's one more thing. So, Anya, I don't know how much you know about the western part of the United States. I know oh, back there you guys got like floods or whatever in New York. I mean, that seems like a, a bit of a problem. You got hurricanes, whatnot. We just have fire everywhere always. But there's some good news, though. Um, and, and, and it comes out of some reporting in Mother Jones uh, back in 2017. And... Um, it's it. This was in response to the 2017 California wildfires. I mean, you can say California wildfires in that year, but they're happening every year and it's just getting worse. And um, the good news, though, is that doTERRA and their uh, distributors, their wellness coaches or whatever they're called, 
made some plugs for us with some products that are going to help out. And here's some examples. Breathe, the respiratory blend by doTERRA works amazing during these times when the air is thickened with smoke. Lungs can breathe again. Another post was, so much smoke, come pick up a doTERRA breathe stick right here. It's effective enough for asthma and mild enough for toddlers. Hashtag breathe, hashtag smoke, hashtag doTERRA, hashtag homeopathy. <laughs> Last post, with all the smoke in the air, breathing is a struggle. But with a few swipes and sniffs of breathe, my lungs open right up. So, uh, Anya, in case you ever coming to the West Coast during fire season, which is like half the year now, you should come armed with some breeze. I'll just I feel like it'd be good it, for you. You know, off the plane, just I'm ready to go. That's home, right. You know, I or drop it in my drink. I guess. I mean, I guess I just wonder. I mean, just from from a purely cold media perspective, like who on the comms team is like, you know what? When there's a disaster, when like people are losing their lives and properties, like that's when we're gonna make our big splash. Like not not anything like innocuous. Like oh, we're gonna donate to this children's charity locally, but like we are going to be there for the Hurricane Harvey victims, the California fire victims, the human trafficking victims. Like that's that's the big yeah. play. That's just insane to me. Yeah, so that article was um, October 14th of 2017. No, essential oils will not clear the California smoke out of your air by Kiara Butler in Mother Jones. Um, Jeff Williams, an air pollution specialist with the California Air Resources Board, said, I don't see any benefit to using a diffuser. In fact, he says the experts agree that these devices can actually add more volatile organic compounds, toxic air pollution particles to the air. For people with respiratory problems, that could be dangerous. Quote, when you breathe, it might get of a bit, you might get a bit of a placebo effect because it smells good and it might make you think the air is clean, but that does not mean the air is clean. So, yeah, Jordan. And just to answer what Anya just said, too, about like why they would do this, too, but think about it from this perspective as well. Like you're trying to get someone who's on the fence about becoming a distributor for it too. If you can point out all the like altruistic things you did to like, we help human trafficking victims. You care about that. Don't you? We help hurricane victims. You care about that. Like, of course they're also promoting themselves and making like a, a, a windfall off of publicity off of it too. But if it's just enough to get a couple like Mormon housewives think like, you know what? I do want to work for a company that cares. And then that's how you get them on yeah. the hook. Yep. You know, um, I think earlier in this podcast, I was, it was pretty negative, was pretty <laughs> angry, and I would like to apologize <laughs> for that. Um, I have been converted. And if there's one thing that I've learned uh, in my 36 years on this planet, it is that capitalism breeds innovation. And I would personally like to go on record and thank doTERRA for curing climate change. I mean, is there anything more innovative than having rival essential oil MLMs in the same state? Okay. If anyone Do you remember uh, those unrelated like- to anything that just happened, but I'm looking for a, uh, another podcast host to replace one of these two guys. That's no longer going to be on next week. So I'm actually, um, when, when shit hits the fan, I'm going to get my Immortan Joe mask and it's going to be like one of those like big like beer koozie helmets, you know, dude. Please, and it's just no. going to be like two doTERRA essential oil vials. And I am dude, going just... to live until I am 248 years old. You're going to have two lifeguard vials and you're just yeah. going to just be like just sucking it down the entire time and you will never die. I don't drink anymore. I just do Edward 40 hands with two things of gigantic <laughs> essential oil. <laughs> 
or you're, you'll, or you'll just give yourself jaundice. Eat one or the other, really. Ah, oh, man. I'm anyway. in the sun too much for jaundice, so I, I feel like the odds are on my side. That's right. So just a couple, like, final things about the tear in particular. Um, so f- from their 2015 opportunity and earnings disclosure summary, about 30,000 of doTERRA's 3 million wellness advocates achieve, quote, leadership ranks, meaning that they enroll other members and, and conduct business full time. 5% of those leaders earn more than 115000 per year. So that is a total of 1,500 people out of 3 million Um which is just, it's, it's great. Just generally like MLMs, um, in 2018, a survey from the AARP foundation found that 73% of respondents who participated in MLM schemes either lost money or made no money of the quarter of respondents who did earn money. 53% of those made less than $5,000 and financial difficulties are, or just like outright ruin or a common outcome for MLMs. And, um, Anya, I know like in, in your article, you mentioned that like there you identified a certain number of bankruptcy cases. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those just in general? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I went on Pacer. That's usually a good place to start when you're looking up, uh, you know, bankruptcy or lawsuits regarding a certain company. And I searched uh, for doTERRA named as a party within these lawsuits. And of those uh, yeah, about 27 listed doTERRA as some sort of party. And typically that means that these are doTERRA sellers, you know, uh, Jane Doe from Utah, she's going to uh, start her own doTERRA company and then she has to declare bankruptcy because oftentimes it, it didn't work out. And, and you know, these these um, ventures are incredibly risky, right? And it's, it's not that you just end up with zero dollars, you end up in debt because you've bought all this product, you can't sell it, you've done all this work, maybe you've stopped doing other jobs that were actually making money. So it, it can really, it can really be devastating for people and and, and was for a lot of folks, at least in, in LuLaRoe that I, yeah. I talked to. But I mean, this is just the MLM model. It's not controversial to say that like, you're probably not going to make money unless you get in really early, then you might make a lot of money, but you will make that money by basically Screwing over your entire down. Making, yeah, exactly. Making sure that there are other people who buy in and potentially ruin themselves like it. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, like, as you mentioned earlier, trying to, you know, encouraging people to try to buy their way out of their f- own financial ruin that they've put themselves in. I mean, in in that documentary, they were, like, trying to, you know, get women to like, you know, open more credit cards. Other examples were like extreme, like selling their breast milk in order to make money in order to buy more leggings to sell, I guess. That was like um, the big pitch to like yeah. get into Lula. Lula. If Rome. you didn't have like the if cash, you didn't have front, the $5,000 like, to like mm-hmm. get your package. I mean, so many of them were just like loading up as many credit cards as they could in order. Like, can I split this among like multiple credit cards? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, insane. it's insane. But I'll say this, like we've talked about the nutty MLMs today. And I think most of them are pretty wild once you scratch the surface. Yeah. But like the thing that disturbs me now that Lula Rich has come out and now that people are like talking about doTERRA, right? Having that conversation is like, you have a lot of people who are sort of like in denial and they're like, wow, this is nuts. You know what? I'm glad my MLM isn't exploitative like these ones. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you yeah. know, yeah, like the model itself is literally vampirism, yeah. right? You know, like you, you, you have, you, you sire your downline and then, you know, you're more powerful as a result. Right. Uh, yeah. Like it, it, it's sort of, um, 
it, it, it's not you can't do it in a way that's fair and doesn't screw people over the nature of the business you know is that you can maybe do it in a more subtle way than LuLaRoe or um doTERRA but you're you're gonna end up uh i mean the thing about that's pernicious about doTERRA in my mind is all the health claims around essential oil oh absolutely that's next mm-hmm. level right you're telling people who are sick that you can help them and you know that's yeah, like um, it, it's pretty. It's a pretty common job for like college students that live in um, Utah County, where so many of these are based, uh, to work for like the customer service angle of like one of these companies. So they're not actually like a distributor or something. They actually work. They're like fielding phone calls and that type of thing. So that's like for Young Living for DoTerra. I know a bunch of people who have done that when they go to like UVU, Utah Valley University, and BYU are all like are just like right next to each other in amidst all of these. And, um, I've, I've known people who have told me that like people will call in and be like, so which one's like the cancer one, which ones do I, do I use for the cancer? And they're like, well, we can't make any claims about like anything. They're like, Hey, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like shut up. I know. I know. <laughs> but like, which one's the cancer one? <laughs> and they're like trying to get the person to say, cause they genuinely believe and have been told that like, I mean, the company's like actual official communication is one thing and they're very careful about that now. And they kind of have to be because the federal government is going to like comes after them on certain occasions. But like, you got all these wellness advocates or whatever running around saying whatever and a lot of time in an unofficial capacity and just sharing like, you know, I heard this happened or like this person got better when they took this. Like it's never, it, you know, they can dance around it pretty easily, but the end result is the same is that you get a bunch of people thinking that they can take a uh, lavender pill uh and cure their cancer it's really sad <laughs> and it like the the health claims in particular as as you mentioned it makes it it's like just doubly predatory and i have no idea yeah and and, and all of this really just like to kind of close things out her governor did a sponsored like event for them like through official government capacity went to their headquarters, touted them as this incredible model business for Utah everywhere, like, and, and, and like touted their giving of wipes to students in a pandemic as being an example of what they require from Utah businesses as well. When, when, when other businesses approach me uh, personally, I guess he was saying about moving their operations to Utah, I say, okay, that's great. We're so happy you're here. We're so happy you want to be here, but you have to give back. And of course, giving back means doing a, a co-sponsored event with the governor in which you do a publicity stunt where you give out useless materials to students, which who knows if they're even going to be sent to students because the governor promised a million KN95 masks to students before the school year started. It's I don't know of anyone that's received them. And I, there are a lot of people in schools where that's up in the air, whether those have actually made it to their intended targets. Not really sure what's going on there. So this isn't exactly new for the governor in this capacity to be saying something like this. But for all of this, everything we've mentioned, and then just culminating with that event, just being so just brazen about like all of it. It's just, it's so gross. And it's just like that smiley face sticker on top of that entire operation. But I don't know, maybe they've saved some trafficking victims by giving them vials of hope or whatever it is. I hope they they did. I just I it's think the, I got to congratulate Spencer Cox on really connecting with the uh, 
younger generation of Utahns. I know there's been a bit of a disconnect with the uh, GOP and uh, Gen Zers. And for him to come out outright and be an Instagram influencer is a beautiful and like very shrewd uh, political move by him. Um, I would also really like to get uh, – I would love to interview like an Amazon worker at the fulfillment center in West Jordan who has to piss in a bottle um, about what it's like for a Utah company to give back. Um, if I'm very easy to find. I'm Dad Sham Dad on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to hit me up, um, yeah, let's have a conversation. I want to know more yeah. about how Utah businesses give back. Um, I'll, I'll just say one thing and I'll probably be done, but, um, this is just the banality of evil. Like before Lula Rich came out, like I, I knew MLMs existed. I knew they were probably scams and all that, but I never really thought about like the deep consequences of them. I never thought about like the political ramifications of them. I never thought about how they sponsor every single sports team and university that I love and like to watch. And then you start digging into it and then you just see just how much of a monster this is. Like to its core, like every single aspect of this company is meant to funnel money to the top. It's not meant to do anything else. So when it does that, you're not going to accomplish anything except for just making a bunch of people who are trying to buy what they deem to be their American dream, but they lose money, if not everything. And it's just tragic. Like it's just tragic. And it's almost so makes you feel more cynical because you realize in the state, there's no mechanism you can use to actually try and punish them. And that's the real tragedy of it all. Utah's great on yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's really pretty right now. I know like we said when we first hopped on the mountains are looking really nice. And sometimes I just go up there and I'm like, if only everything else weren't so insane here. But. Well, like Utah is America in a nutshell here because, you know, there really is I mean, an MLMification yeah. of the United States, I think, going on right now. And, you know, yeah. so so goes Utah, so goes the nation, I guess. That, that we've been saying this. It, yeah, but it, it like Mormonism is like an inherently American religion. So it's, of, co- of course, like this state, if anywhere, is going to be finding those things about this country and just becoming what it is right now and yeah it's 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 really it's amazing it's it's pretty great we we love it we're, we're, we're having a good time i think just straight up we love it folks it's great but it also it really can't be emphasized like how how much like uh like sports in particular just general advertising here but like you go to any sporting event in Utah and whether it's on a Jersey, whether it's just like advertisements in the stadium, there's plenty. And so like, I, I, I have no patience for anyone who like thinks uh, that we are, are descending into a, um, a, a Marxist nation because uh, comrade Joe Biden is the president when literally we have people just running state sponsored uh like pyramid schemes based on essential oils in the States. Like allegedly bitch, <clears throat> where, where <laughs> look around you, like everything we've got Zillow buying up houses so they can like flip them because they know more about the market. We've got like 
like where is the anything where is the any fight against any type of like capitalism taking place it's not happening oh kyle do we're all just along for this don't ride. worry i mean uh the the direct selling caucus in congress is going to beef up uh the anti-pyramid scheme legislation by really narrowly defining it ensuring that it can't be prosecuted essentially so you know help is on the way here <laughs> As we all know, I'm so fucking excited. (laughs) Uh, Member of Direct Selling Caucus, Kristen Cinema, loves to accomplish a lot of things. Is she really a member of that? Of course, you better believe it. She talks about like like, her experience of like direct selling and how it benefited her life. I don't yeah. know any. She was well. She did go to BYU, right? She's an ex-Mormon. She is. is yeah. She went to BYU. Correct? She did. Um, she's also done a bunch of speeches for the DSA, which is the Direct Selling Association, not the other DSA. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she's the Direct Socialist of America. Yeah, yeah, the Direct Selling <laughs> yeah. Association of America. Uh, but yeah, she's I am done once again artic- asking you to buy my lavender oil. <laughs> There we go. Nice. But yeah, she's Continue. done. She's done speeches for Direct Selling Association. She's a member of the Direct Selling Caucus. She's pretty Direct much selling caucus. Yeah, there's there's a few people that are in there too. Like it is a bipartisan agreement too, and you'll see it in Utah too. Like Ben McAdams, our one Democratic congressman for like the last ten years or whatever, got donations from USANA. Uh, the Democratic Party itself was sponsored like by USANA like it's a gold spawn it's a gold level sponsor of the state democratic party like like if you think like a, your own political party if you're a liberal or anything like that it's going to come save it they're not they're also on the take too like <laughs> this is this is bad Bill Clinton did it's speeches a- for the DSA in the White House you know I mean it oh. goes deep yeah yeah really mm-hmm. the fact that the, this, this direct selling caucus exists makes me just nuts. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I think that's. <laughs> I'm sorry for the. I mean, this this is sort of a nihilistic episode, but I mean, people just don't like really know what's going on. Just in general, like these things just exist around us. Like Jordan was saying, like, I mean, we we've just grown up with this around, and it just is what it is, and people are annoying about it. But it's like it's actively destructive, and it's just a terrible thing that we just. In a, in a just society, maybe in the in the long future, they'll be outlawed, and then they'll look back on the past and be like, "How was that ever legal?" Yeah, we're in we're in that period. We're in the "How was that ever legal?" period. So, be on the lookout. Big things coming in the year like twenty one hundred, probably. <laughs> but um, to be a yeah. little hopeful too, if you have neighbors, if you have friends who like watch Lula Rich, and they go like, "Wow, that's really fucked up. How is that allowed to happen?" It's like. I have some other things to tell you. Uh, yes. I have a few other things to show you about like how our government is structured and how these companies benefit from that weak structure. And from there, yeah. like the only way these things change is through outrage. Like it's through public outrage. Like, yeah, neither political party I mean, is going to mobilize. Just be like, wow, works. Wow. Are you, <laughs> are you really saying that a couple, a few of our people are being, are being like, are being preyed upon by this company well they also give us money so eh, not much we can do there yeah but if a bunch of people come to them it's like you need to change this now and that also goes for like businesses you businesses you like patronize for example sports teams if they have like say the utah jazz new skin dancers 
maybe say like, that's pretty fucked up. You have that. Maybe you should get rid of that. <laughs> or if you say, go to a university that has its athletics department sponsored by doTERRA, like I do, uh, maybe you should like write a letter to someone say like, you shouldn't be partnering with these people considering they're destroying the lives of the people who are supposed to be your fans. And it's, if it's one person, it's not going to make a difference. But if you get other people on board and they get other people on board and you start making this pyramid of outrage that goes to the top, maybe just maybe we can get some sort of change going. Uh, well we're, we're creating. Yeah, we're creating the anti wellness uh, coach organization that we're going to be building and we're going to be destroying this thing from the bot from the bottom up. We're going to make a pyramid of hope. extremely my brand. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, people are angry, right? People are angry because these MLMs yeah. have come for their moms and their aunts and their cousins and people they love, and they've turned them into walking, talking, essential oil salesmen. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. and, and that's that must be really infuriating. My heart goes out to families that are affected by this because I mean, it's just it's like it's almost like a social virus, right? Where you catch it and you kind of become a completely different person and ruin your life, and it's. It's very, it's sad. You become it's like a- the grandma in Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. Um, but yeah, but at the same point too, that could be a point of political mobilization too. But at the same point, you have to have a political movement that's willing to mobilize against that. And that's the first step too. Like I'm, I'm not by any means like a firm believer in electoralism, but if you can start getting like your local politicians and your state level politicians start buying in, like, yeah, we should probably do something about this considering we have companies that are just completely just robbing our constituents blind. Maybe just maybe things will change. And that is a good note to end it on. Um, Anya, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you. You guys are delightful, and it was great talking to you. Thank you. I am so sorry for telling you everything about doTERRA that you probably didn't already know, because I... I'm shook, as the kids say. It it, it hurt my soul and my heart reading those things, and like seeing the looks on all three of your faces when I told you, like that hurt me again. I'm mad I didn't get a screenshot of our cameras. Oh, but yeah. I also kind and of I was enjoyed only recording it. audio. So it's so blackpilling, as you said earlier. That that's the most blackpill thing I've ever. I mean, that's just. Yeah. The, I don't. Yeah, that, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Yeah, yeah. Anya, where can uh, people find you? I know, obviously, you've got articles, but tell us, tell us, tell us where we can find you aside from that one podcast that we won't mention. Yeah, we, we don't even want to look into that, frankly, but, um, that's right. uh, my, oh, you can find my articles on insider.com. Uh, uh, just, if you search my name, Anya Kane, it's not how it sounds. It's A I N E C A I N because Irish is an interesting language with lots of vowels. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, uh, at Anya Kane and, you know, my, my, uh, e- email is probably on my, uh, bio and in my, uh, article kind of area you know like, like where you know all you see all my articles i think it's like a little author page or something so if you have an mlm story that you want to share i'm always open to hearing that and looking into new companies so please you know shoot me an email <laughs> fantastic all right well everyone thanks for thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week bye they offered me the office of me the show 
the one that never knocked. Every job I offer used to keep you up the dark. Career opportunity, the 